This is the Aranaf Pit podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast hosted by myself and the ever-mysterious Louis Fox. That's right. I move in mysterious ways. You too wrote a song about me. You move? That's not a U2 song. Yeah! She, oh, yeah, it is. You're right. Yeah, I like she, how you, you're like, that's not a song, and you sang it. <laughs> she moves <laughs> in mysterious... You ever, like, listen to bands? Like, I went and saw the Doobie Brothers once, and I was like, I knew, like, three Doobie Brothers songs going into it, and then every song I'm like, oh, yeah. I know that song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, was, yeah. That one too. Oh, shit. They sing that. I went and saw, I think, like, Joni Mitchell or something, and I was like, I know all these songs. Yeah. I can name, like, one Joni Mitchell song. I could name one, the parking lot song. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. Everything. And they're just all Counting Crows covers. Yeah. that's what she does. <laughs> that's all she does. <laughs> counting, she does Counting Crows covers of covers of her songs. <laughs> this one's written by me, but I'm going to sing it in the style of Counting Crows. <laughs> oh, man. What's been going on, dude? So my wife and I had to find a new pho restaurant. Okay. Because ours is overrun with construction workers. Oh, no. Yeah. Are you only going for lunch? Only lunch. This is a lunch date for you? Yeah, because she works at home, so we go on lunch dates. Oh, so overrun with construction workers. Yeah, because they're doing construction next door, so it's just all like reflective vests inside Con- the place. And, yeah, so it's just you walk in, you need sunglasses because there's such bright colors. Yeah, and there's nowhere to sit, too. Wow. We go to this other one, uh, one town over, in a town called Normandy Park. Uh-huh. Now, do you call it pho or pho? Pho. Yeah, that's what I call it. Yeah. Pho reels. Yo, what, like, what the pho? Yeah, or there was a place uh, called Fucking Delicious. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I saw one in Beverly Hills that was 9021 pho. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so we go, <laughs> we go in, and we've heard rumors that these people are super religious, and they they pray a lot in there. In the pho restaurant? Yeah. Are they Vietnamese? Yeah. So are Vietnamese people very religious? I think probably. I think, yeah. I think a lot of those Asian countries are. And you found this on Yelp by looking at how many construction workers (laughs) attend this establishment between the hours of 12 and 2. And it was like none due to to being uh, heavy, heavy religious. Heavy preaching. (laughs) So we're looking around and no one's getting preached. We're like, oh, okay, this is cool. I mean, there's like Bible quotes on the wall. And people who don't know you, you do have a propensity to go to places that like to push religious agendas onto (laughs) you. My coffee place. Your your Jesus coffee. (laughs) Oh, I love that place. (laughs) So we sit down and we order. Lady brings our soup and then she puts a hand on both of us and prays. Oh, my God. Yeah. She forced the pray? Yeah. Didn't ask. You got... Sniper prayed. Is that what it's called? I feel like it's uh, it's like rape pray. <laughs> yeah, right? I did not consent to it. <laughs> but her prayers were all prosper. Like, this is food's gonna nourish you, so you can go out and make that money. Wow, it was crazy. Make that money. Yeah, could pay for our roads. <laughs> so, so we're like, huh? That's weird, you know. And so we eat, and then there's this family next to us, and the one lady's pregnant. So she brings them their food. She puts her hand on the baby's belly and like, this baby's going to be a good earner. (laughs) (laughs) Make that money. (laughs) 
That's all. That's all they want. They want you guys to make the money. Yeah, praise Jesus. He's gonna be an earner. I'm like, all right. Wait. So she she didn't ask. She nope. just. No wonder there's nobody in this freaking restaurant. Like, <laughs> yeah. who the hell wants to go in there and be like baptized every meal? Yeah. She keeps calling me sweetie. Oh God. But not like in a lunch diner sort of way, but like in a okay, sweetie. Mm-hmm. I go to pay, and she prays over my credit card. Really? Yeah. Wait, so you put your credit card down. And she's like... She's praying that it works. So is your yeah, wife. Your so wife I, is awesome. So I, I want to get out of here quick. <laughs> no, you're like, please. This bounced the last three times. Please, God. I forgot work. to make my payments. Yeah. So she's like, please be... Uh, I don't remember what she said. And then she's like, now you're all nourished. You can go out and be prosperous. How much do you tip this praying establishment? I prayed for her was her tip. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That, I, did you write that down? <laughs> I'm praying for you. Yeah. To go out and make that money. To go out and make that, <laughs> make not, that not money. Not on my tab. Not my money. Go out and make some other, other money. <laughs> wow. I want to go to this place now. Yeah? It's amazing. I want to like act like, like I'm possessed or something, right? And start speaking in tongues. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping she would pray it like, she like put her hand on me and be like, please, Lord, protect, protect this guy. And this is a Vietnamese woman, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man. I want to be like, please, Lord, protect this guy. The chef didn't wash his hands after he took a sloppy dump. <laughs> Like, play it up. <laughs> Nine out of the last ten people have eaten here has gotten dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> has gotten Ebola. Well, and then she goes, like, where do you live? And I'm like, Mm-mm. like, I live in We're Des Moines. We're not doing house visits. I live in Des Moines. Well, then she's like, well, where in Des Moines? And I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. It was it was super creepy. No, you're not having your prayer groups in my house. Yeah. And then she's like, when are you coming back? And I'm like, mm, next time my place is overrun with construction workers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fuck that. <laughs> yes. No way. That's kind of rude, I think. Yeah. Not to on a, go off on a tangent or anything, but I feel like, I don't want to make a general generalization, but people who are like really faithful push it on you quite a bit. Yeah. Like they just think that everyone believes this and that their beliefs are, you know, somehow accepted universally it's like no like you don't have the right i mean i guess they do have the right to just put their hands on you and pray <laughs> i don't think they do now i'm gonna start doing that whenever i go and i'm gonna preempt it i think well you're gonna say hey do you mind if i pray or no i'm just gonna put my i'm just gonna put my hands on her and start <laughs> tell, telling her she needs to go out and make that money <laughs> yeah but yeah to go in there and like just put your hands on and say something super weird right yeah be like yeah. hey uh, i want to thank muhammad for giving you the strength i to, hope you to, die soon to make that pho. <laughs> i hope this pho poisons you <laughs> wow so did you go on yelp and give them a review or trip advisor i don't i don't do online reviews you give them three halos yeah <laughs> I took away two halos because you did not ask. <laughs> Give them two, two pitchforks. <laughs> two, two halos and one pitchfork on Yelp. And was the fuck good? Yeah, it was delicious. Uh, maybe there's something to be said. Yeah, it tastes a little bit of Jesus in yeah, it. Yeah, can you? <laughs> this fuck tastes like Jesus. <laughs> it's just communion crackers <laughs> mashed up. <laughs> like, oh, it tastes like paste. Then you have a baptism. You can get your pho with a side of baptism. Yeah, that's the combination A. <laughs> it's cooked with holy water. Combination B is your pho and confession. You go in the back through the little curtain that the food comes through, and you talk to the chef. Forgive me, chef, for I have sinned. Tell me about your sins, son. Did they just find you off Craigslist? 
we need we need a pastor and someone who's amazing at <laughs> cooking pho. We need a line cook and a pastor. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, well, let's get to the story. Let's do it. to some weird stuff. This story comes from WPTV.com. That's a news source more reliable than a vegan pest exterminator. Because they're vegan because they don't want to hurt the animals. animals. <laughs> they can't, you're going to be both. Right? What? No. If you it's like to... being a gay Catholic. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> Maybe they inherited the family business. <laughs> And they just became a vegan, and they're now trying to work a way out. They're uh, working through some issues. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying, know, to, they're trying to figure out who they are. They're in a phase of self-discovery. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe they're trying to experiment on capturing the, these You wouldn't be pests. an exterminator. You'd be a relocator. They're transitioning. They're transitioning into the relocation business. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> so this is a very short story, but we both loved the title of it and the content all right spoiler alert the best part of what's about to happen is the title of the story (laughs) and we're gonna have to do an addendum to this because it is so short and there are a lot of questions we are wondering on how it ends so story goes sheriff louisiana woman sold medical excuse notes to students that is so amazing. She's got her side hustle on. Well, that's how much the school system has failed us, that these kids can't even write in cursive to forge their own <laughs> parents' doctor notes. They can't even Photoshop it. Come on. Come, what is going on? I used to write my own bus notes. Yeah. My own, like, you know, hey, Matt is allowed to go home on this bus with this person. Yeah. You know, Matt can skip class. Matt can... Smoke cigarettes in your class if he wants. (laughs) Do you remember when they used to be able to take a note to the store? Like, I had friends who would like, oh, yeah, no, my mom gave me a note to buy buy cigarettes or beer. Yeah, right. And bring it home to her. Yeah. Like, was that ever legal? My mom told me that I could buy this automobile with this credit card that doesn't match my last name. Or hers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Like, me and my brother, we used to, I don't know if I've ever said this story on the podcast, but we used to forge famous athlete signatures. Oh, yeah. Have I tell, said this I know you, we've talked about this. Yeah, so we used to forge famous athlete signatures and sell them to the local card shop. <laughs> and we made we made money on it. I think the guy just really, I think he felt bad for us. <laughs> He's like, wow, you are really bad. He's like, have you seen all the ones I'm forging in the back? <laughs> and he's probably, the guy was probably a better forger than you. Yeah, right. But he needed a receipt saying he bought them. Yeah, absolutely. So he's oh, like, oh, yeah, there you go. So you're just a cog in a giant con. Well, that's the thing is, like, you know, we're selling like Mickey Mantle signatures for like $3. <laughs> George Washington signed this baseball. <laughs> this is a Babe Ruth signed iPhone case. Yeah. He's like, I'll give you five dollars for that. <laughs> We're like, yeah, yeah, totally. We'll take it. It's like, I mean, what does he have to lose, right? Like, if it's real, then it's like, I just made hundreds of thousands of dollars on yeah. these scamming these little kids. 
Anyway, so authorities in Louisiana say a woman who worked in a clerical position at a medical clinic has been arrested for selling fake doctor's notes to high school students so they can get out of class. How did this start? Is she like just like in the alley with like a trench coat? Like, hey, kid. You need some doctor notes. Hey, and what she you opens got? it. What you need? What you need? I got flu shot. I got a healthy kid visit. If you got scratch, I got some cancer. <laughs> I got cursive. I got. Uh, I got Georgia font. I got Times New Roman. You, you need Sarah for San Sarah. <laughs> what you need? So what's funny is, uh, so I got kicked out of my first high school and had to go to the high school that my dad taught at, uh-huh. and I tried. To forge a, I tried to forge his signature. Tell me to, you gave it to him. <laughs> and I gave it to my math class, and then they just called him because he's two classes over. <laughs> he just bangs on the wall and yells through. Hey, did you say that Matt could go play hacky sack during this class? <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't. That's how dumb I was. So, fifty-two-year-old. See that that baseball card shop gave you a false sense of your forging I know, ability. I know. No, Barry Bonds likes to write his name in pencil first, and then trace <laughs> over it in pen after. Fifty. He's so roided up. That's how he had to do it. He could only trace his name. <laughs> 52-year-old Belinda Gale Fondren was charged with filing or maintaining false public records. I'm still like, if some, if I was a kid, especially now, and someone were to be like, hey, I can sell you a false doctor's note, I'd be like, I'll just make my own on Photoshop, and then I have it forever. Yeah, but how do you make, it has to be handwritten, right? No, but you, you make the pad, the, the, the hard part is the pad. Is the, the, the I mean, stationary? I guess what you could do is you could type up the doctor's letter just like yeah. on your on your Word document, print it out, and then just sign it with your mom or dad's signature, right? So, yeah. Well, no. So this is a doctor. So it have the doctor's signature. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was probably sixteen or seventeen, back then Northwest Airlines was a thing, mm. and I have a, the sweetest NWA cup, and I'm always nice. like. I drink out of it on Hells, Easy yeah. e- anniversary of on of Easy Easy e- Day, <laughs> National Easy E Day. On the anniversary of his death, I drink National out of it. National Real Motherfucking G's Day. <laughs> but anyway, so one time I was at the airport and I like a flight was delayed, so I was just digging around the counter because this is there weren't like cameras at the airline uh-huh. counter at the gate, and I found a stack of these cards that said "Please excuse" and then like a blank line. Um, their flight was delayed. Oh. Uh, you know, if you have any questions, call Northwest Airlines. Yeah. And it was, you're supposed to like give it to your boss. Gotcha. So oh, I. That's kind of nice. I took the stack of them and so I'd like be late for school and be like, oh, my flight was late this morning. Yeah, my flight. <laughs> I commute from Los Angeles <laughs> every morning. Every morning. <laughs> or, or just like, I use them all the time. <laughs> Never got in trouble. But then I did go to alternative school. <laughs> so we were only required to be in the class like four hours a week. Yeah. So they're like, why are you even, you don't have to be here. <laughs> yeah. They're like, really? Like, you don't need to justify this. You're trying this. too hard. You're, you're currently overachieving by being here right yeah, now. Yeah. Like, we expect you to be cutting class most of the time. That's why it's an alternative high school. Yeah. Yeah. So she was charged with filing and maintaining false public records. The Vernon Parish Sheriff says Fondren was selling medical excuses for 20 bucks each. The sheriff said that two students at a local high school in Evans, Louisiana, received excuses on 14 occasions. Dang. That, <laughs> that kid's got a chronic problem. They're like, geez, like, I, I have cancer. Is it something to start spiling out of control? Because your first one, you're like, okay, I have, I'm getting my flu shot. And then you're like, oh, I have a healthy kid visit. But the, it's got to at some point be more. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just an ongoing, like, I have, you know, Lou Gehrig's disease, you know? <laughs> yeah. I have a weird syndrome. I'm being studied by the university. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think if, at 14 times, I think I would just start cutting class. Yeah, I would just drop out and cut out the middleman. Yeah. Save me $280. Yeah. Deputy said a physician received a call from the school board about the absent notes. The physician told deputies that he didn't treat the students, nor did he authorize the excuses. I didn't know that a physician has excuse authorizing power. Uh, yeah, I he- never, I've never gotten a doctor's note from an actual doctor. I always just used the one, forged the one for my mom or yeah. dad. Well, right? things have changed a lot now with like my daughter in school. Like what's an excused or unexcused? A- you- we need two signed documents by a doctor. That we are need, notarized. We need their EIN number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it needs to be notarized. <laughs> That's not going to make you even later coming back to class. Two forms of ID. <laughs> We need your blood work. We need to do your blood work. Yeah, I guess maybe. It, so what your your oh, so daughter's my, high school is yeah, now so North a lot Thoreau? of a lot of stuff has changed. It used to be when we were kids, an, an excused absence was anything your parents deemed worthy of you yes. not being there. Yeah. Now it's like if you miss a day because we're going on a family vacation, that's unexcused. Yeah. So there's a, like a Megan's law or something like that. Where if kids miss too much school, the school has to enact these procedures. Like they have to like send a person to your house. And they oh, ha- really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's in, in, I think I don't know if it's federal or state law, but we figured out the loophole. It was like if they miss for seven days in a month, this would be enacted. I love how you, the parents, figured out the loophole. Yeah. So that your daughter could miss X amount of school without well, getting someone sent to your house. When she was in elementary school, we would go on vacation in January when it was uh, cheap. Yeah. But we learned if we straddled months, because it was like seven days in a calendar month, uh-huh. and we'd go on vacation for longer, yeah. like two weeks. So we'd go uh, the last week of January and the first week of February, and we could be gone for 10 days yeah. and not enact the law. The principal tried to call me on it, and I was like, no, technically we're in the clear, because it says in a, in a calendar month is what the law says. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yo, stop. I didn't write the laws, motherfucker. I, I just live in the world y'all create. <laughs> so what do we think about And then about I was like, this? you need to buy some doctor notes. <laughs> what do you think? You, people are undercutting her. Fifteen, <laughs> I, I can do it for $15. Yeah. I, I like the enterprising spirit of this. Yeah. And who knew it was against the law to sell fake excuse notes? Well, it's not like a prescription. Yeah. What I'm amazed at is how do these kids got 20 bucks to buy like Oh, kids got all sorts of money now. Yeah, that's crazy. Like I didn't have 20 bucks. Like I had I had to sell all my parents stuff just to get drug money. Yeah. Like, I had to rob houses to get <laughs> drug money. Well, I my neighbor's an Uber driver uh-huh. and she has like kids she drives home from school uh-huh. cuz they don't want to take the bus. Wow. Like, and she's like, oh, yeah, no, I take, you know, at two o'clock, I go drive Jimmy home. And I'm like, how the hell does, like. That's crazy. I had to hustle for a Snickers bar. Yeah, right? I had to sell fake doctor's notes to afford a <laughs> Snickers bar. <laughs> wow. All right. So I like that this woman is entrepreneurial and uh, that she is selling this stuff. I it, like the side hustle. Yeah. She'll do good in jail. Yeah. She, oh, she, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> warden says that I get five. <laughs> Five Here's days off. Five days off. I can go for a home visit. <laughs> See, I, I, want, I don't want her to be my cellmate. I want her to be next door. <laughs> ah, I like it. I do too. And now it's time for strange stories from the time capsule 
with Dr. Henry. Former North Korean dictator Kim Jong-il was said to be a great lover of music and composed six operas while he was in office. Weird News Stories, part duh. This story comes from artsy.net. That's a news source more reliable than a ninja crossing guard. You want the crossing guard to be seen. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. But I think that would be a pretty awesome crossing guard if they were doing ninja moves he to indicate. Jumps out, starts throwing ninja stars at you. <laughs> so this story goes, Marugio Catalan's solid gold toilet was stolen from a British palace. So there's a picture of a solid gold toilet, and then next to it is just a... It's, next, like, it's an Ikea toilet roll yeah, hanger. Yeah. It's pretty, it's like, the contrast is pretty funny. Nothing special. Just some Charmin toilet paper. And I have that same hanger in my bathroom. It's the thing. Marugio Catalan's solid gold Lou has been looted. <laughs> the artist's 18-karat gold functional toilet, a sculpture titled America, was stolen in the early hours of Saturday from Blenheim Palace, a historical site in Oxfordshire, England, where Winston Churchill was born. A solid gold toilet is more American than apple pie or school shootings. <laughs> well, I wonder what made them decide, like... You know what's not getting a lot of tourists? Winston Churchill's home. What does this need? A toilet. <laughs> Made of gold. That was the problem. We didn't have a toilet before. <laughs> That's why we have such bad reviews on TripAdvisor. <laughs> History amazing. Bathroom, one star. <laughs> the theft caused significant damage and flooding to the palace, according to a report by The Guardian. How laxed is your security when someone can walk out with a toilet over their shoulder and there's flooding in the, in the, in the lobby and you're like, eh, whatever. He's just got a hunchback. He's <laughs> got a trench coat over it. What I don't get is why they didn't turn off the water before they, I mean, clearly they just ripped it out. Like, oh, you think the because if there's the flooding, robber should have turned the water off? Well, I've replaced toilets in my pla in my home before. And you just turn a knob and it keeps water from shooting everywhere. I would think the water trickling out of the bathroom down the hall would let people prematurely know you've stolen the toilet. Maybe they wanted that. Oh. I don't know. They but wanted the people to go, oh, there's a plug. I love how you're, th you're saying that, <laughs> they just have a that the criminal should do a good deed and turn the water off. Before they, I'm thinking they steal it. It's gonna cover their tracks Listen, a little. When bit. you leave after you've stolen all the artwork, could you turn the lights off, please? <laughs> could you make sure it's all locked up? Or it's part of their plan where they just have like a recording inside there of like a guy going, "I, I've, <laughs> can you call a plumber? It's stuck." Well, I would think that if you had a gold solid gold toilet you might want to put just like a microchip tracker inside yeah. of it now do you get a solid gold toilet once you've pooped two hundred thousand times <laughs> <laughs> a 66 year old man was arrested in connection with the crime and subsequently released on police bail which he paid off in a gold toilet seat <laughs> all right your bail set for two gold bars <laughs> i feel like this is entrapment it's, it's one million <laughs> one million pounds how much is that in gold toilet seats <laughs> 
Police remain on the hunt for the toilet, which has not been recovered. The toilet's long gone. It's been melted down, and I'm Mr. T has part of it in his chains right now. <laughs> it's been made into four teeth. In a statement provided to Artsy, Detective Inspector Jess Milne said, We are still actively searching for the stolen piece of artwork, and there will be continued police presence in and around the palace where the search continues. Because clearly they buried it on the ground. (laughs) We think they they buried it within 500 feet of the site it was taken from. There's no way this toilet seat left the grounds. We have a stolen car. Where are you looking for it? We're just going to stay exactly where it was stolen. (laughs) We think the the robber might bring it back. (laughs) Or get lost and drive by (laughs) where it was stolen from. We believe a group of people used at least two vehicles during the burglary, which was reported to Thames Valley Police at 4.57 a.m. on Saturday. So they Here, think that they drove away, yet they're just setting up a perimeter around the palace? Here's what I would do. I would have a porta potty delivery truck come in, leave a porta potty and then use, like, an empty porta potty to steal it out. Boom. So they're like, why are you leaving this porta potty? Trust me. No flooding. No flooding. <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> it alleviates your whole water problem. <laughs> they're like, what water problem? <laughs> Catalan, who has nurtured a reputation as an art world joker, insisted that the theft was not a prank of his own devising, he told the New York Times. So that's the artist, the person who made this toilet, which I it's sort of weird that that is considered a gold toilet is considered art. It's like, I don't get that. Like, you just made a toilet a super expensive toilet. Yeah. I don't understand now, there, why that's art. There are gold toilets all around the United States at rest stops, but they're just like spray painted gold. Oh, gotcha. So it's not like art. It existed before. Yeah. It's just, he just made it out of actual, actual gold. gold. Yep. These are platinum curtains. <laughs> that I spray painted. This, this is a silver sink. I call it Monaco. <laughs> Here's a steel wash tub. I call it Detroit. <laughs> It's also stolen. <laughs> it's also stolen from Detroit. <laughs> I wish it was a prank. At first, when they woke me up this morning with the news, I thought it was a prank. Who's so stupid to steal a toilet? I had forgotten for a second that it was made out of gold. So I will say at one point in my youth, I may or may not have stolen a urinal. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're on the lookout for a man carrying a urinal. <laughs> he could be wearing it as a hat. He could be on his back. We don't think he went too far from the bathroom, though. <laughs> don't leave the Denny's. Look within a 15 feet. He didn't look very strong. <laughs> Different reports have put the value of the sculpture at anywhere from $1 million to between 5 and $6 million, according to Peter Pienta, a precious metals dealer consulted by the Times. Based on the weight of the work... And the current value of gold, America, could be worth upwards of $4 million if it were melted down, Pianta added. I like how they don't know how much, how much it weighs. When it was on display in the United States, you could reserve a time to use the toilet. Yeah, it's a, it's a functioning toilet that you can go into. Yeah, you have to have, make a reservation. You're like, all right, I'm stopping at the Taco Bell on the way here. Signing my reservation in 45 minutes. Can you stain gold? Like It doesn't. Uh, 14 carat will tarnish. 18, not really. Okay, so it, you, it could be Excuse me. 
it could be a toilet that could be used and then not be ruined by defecating. Into Correct. Gotcha. Unless you like poop acid. Gotcha. That is a very, very valuable toilet. If they had a refinery or gold smeltering equipment ready, it could be melted into gold bars in days and there could be no way to trace them. They could really go into any place that would buy a bullion. Wow, that's really smart. Yeah. That's, just, that, that's pretty awesome that they put that together. Like, wow, that's no one goes to this because Winston Churchill was born there. <laughs> There's no guards. The cops are stupid. Yeah. And they can't trace it. It's, it's the perfect crime. They're oceans number two. <laughs> nice. The gold toilet sculpture was installed at Blenheim Palace as part of a major show at Catalan's work at the historic home. The cheeky sculpture made its debut at New York's Guggenheim Museum in 2016, where it sparked long lines of visitors eager for their moment on the priceless potty. I wonder how many people went in with like a pocket knife and started whittling some gold off and taking it with yeah, them. Yeah, that's crazy. Here's what you do is you go in and you, you just... Because there's pictures of it everywhere. Yeah. So you just buy the the toilet handle it's ma- modeled after, spray paint that bad boy gold, get it gold plated, swap it out. Boom. Take some tools in. Yeah. You know, smart. I wonder how much, the reason they don't know the actual value, I wonder how much of it's been swapped out <laughs> by people. Like, <laughs> we only think 1% is actually original gold. <laughs> yeah. The, the rest is. The rest is fool's gold. And, <laughs> and Krylon spray paint. <laughs> It was plunged into political drama in early 2018 when it was revealed that Guggenheim curator Nancy Spector had refused the Trump administration's request to borrow a Vincent van Gogh painting for the White House, offering to loan them only the golden toilet instead. I like how you're like, you can't have this van Gogh, but you want to crap in some art? Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you could just borrow art from an art gallery. If you're the White House, I guess you can, right? Yeah. I mean, I want to start calling the local and be like, hey, um... Can I borrow a... I want that Modigliani, I want that Picasso, and I want that Monet pronto. Okay, I'll set, I'll settle for the Van Gogh. <laughs> I like how they offered him the toilet, though. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> so what do we think of this? I think it's probably the best crime ever. Yeah, I agree. Um, and while I don't condone stealing art, I think this is going to be an awesome movie in a decade. Yeah. Well, I think it's awesome because they did the research. Gonna call These guys like, are smart. The 60, and it's a 66-year-old man that they just let out. Yeah. They didn't say how he was a suspect, what led them to believe that he was a suspect and arrested, and what his bail was set at. It is very odd that they let him out without recovering the toilet. You know what the movie's going to be called when they make a movie out of this? What? The world's number two art heist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we. Uh, I hope they don't recover it, honestly, because I don't. I don't like this as a piece of art. I think it's kind of dumb. Um, what if they melt it into something else cool? Like their art is melting it into a urinal. Yes, amazing. <laughs> see, I'd be into that. You see, see the solid gold urinal that used to be a toilet. <laughs> this used to be the Mona Lisa. Now it's just a dog playing poker. <laughs> This used to be this used to be the tomato soup cans. <laughs> nah, the gum wrapper. I like it using other people's art to make your own art. It's great. All right. Well, uh yeah, I hope uh, I hope these guys make some money on the black market. Yeah. I hope they can Well, sell. they wouldn't even be the black market. It's the le- the, the legal market they're yeah. selling it on. Yeah, absolutely. 
I have a hard time believing someone's going to just try and resell it as the toilet. I would love for this artist to make the art and then steal it back. How awesome would that be? Yeah. So it's in his house. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. That was a, they come into his house. He's like, no, no, no. That was a replica I made. I made yeah. two. <laughs> this one's spray paint. <laughs> Trust me. All right. I like it. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. Where can the fine people see the Louis Fox show and maybe come pray for you? <laughs> pray over my over my show. <laughs> I'm going to be kicking it in San Antonio from the 1st through like the 6th. However, if you want to come hang out with me on the 29th, I'm going to go see a show in Austin, Texas called Esther's Folly. It's supposed to be one of the, the best magic shows Ooh. in the country. Is it? Do you know any of the magicians that are in the show? I don't, but a buddy of mine who's one of my heroes has taken me to it. But you know who started Esther Follies? Um, Clark Gable. Mario Lorenz. Nice. He, it was him and another guy that's, a, that's, that's still a, in it. That's a friend of ours here in the Northwest who's a performer. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's amazing. So I'll have to drop his name, see if I can get me an extra free ticket. People are going to be like, that was, that was 40 years ago. We don't even know who that person is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the magician in the show is just interviewed and he brought up Mario's. Oh, that's cool. Name. Yeah. It's like that story where Tim Curry went to a Oh, the, the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, so Tim Curry goes to a Rocky Horror Picture Show and they wouldn't let him in because they were sold out. He's like, I'm fucking Tim Curry. And they're like, So what? They're like, We don't know who We you got thirty eight Tim Curry's in here right now. <laughs> But he was dressed like Tim Curry in that movie Legend, where yes. he's just the giant devil. He was devil. the devil. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, wrong, wrong celebration, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> where can they catch the Matt Baker comedy stunt show? I am going to be on the Explorer of the Seas from the 26th to the 29th. And that is headed to Miami, Haiti, and I believe somewhere else. So if you want to come out on exploring. That, yeah. If you want to come out, come uh, hang out on the Explorer of the Seas on the 30th. I will be here locally. I'll be performing at the Lucky Dog Casino. Nice. Out in Shelton. Or... Yeah, in Shelton, Washington. And you, that, tickets are available. That's up for the for public viewing, That's public a, consumption. It's a great, great showroom. You'll love it. Yeah, so come on out to that. And then on December 2nd, I am doing a corporate event in Sioux City, Iowa. Ooh. Have you been to Sioux City before? I think I've driven through Sioux City. Yeah. It's all right. It's, like I think yeah. I've pooped there. Yeah. It's not a bad... It's a great place to poop. Yeah. I would, yes. I would give, give it four solid... Poop emojis and a, and a runny one. <laughs> a run, is, is there a runny poop emoji? <laughs> I give it four poop emojis and one shotgun shell. I bet they have a praying fa place there. I bet they have a praying rest stop. <laughs> I bet they have a praying everything there. So I'll, that's I'll be hanging out there. And yeah, so if you are in Sioux City, Iowa, shoot me a line. We'll hang out. Yeah. Tell, tell me the good places to go get some. Uh, Jesus fuck. Yeah. And then be sure to check us out on almost all the social media. <laughs> We're on Facebook, Instagram, and barely on Twitter. Yes. We have it. We have not checked it in two years. Yeah. And I don't think I've updated it. So in... if you've sent us a message there, we apologize. Send it Send it to somewhere else. That's mostly Louis' fault. Send it to us. Yeah. That was my, <laughs> my job. But you can also check us out on Patreon if you'd like. You can send us a contribution. And that's a monthly membership that ranges from a $2 to $20. And you get sweet kickbacks. And it does help support the program. So yep. you can do that at patreon.com, odd and offbeat. Yep. Yes. Have a weird week. <laughs> we are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Odd and Offbeat podcast. Stay weird. <laughs>